Hello again, and welcome back to the second episode of the Old Code Podcast. I am your host, and I am today coming to you with just trying to provide some clarifications. In the last episode, in the introduction, I introduced to you the idea of desiring to pursue truth, goodness, and beauty. Um... I wanted to provide some definitions on those things. doesn't really do us any good pursuing them if we don't actually have any idea what we're pursuing. It doesn't really do us any good going north if our compass is broken. So I wanted to give some working definitions on what I mean by truth, goodness, and beauty. To start, I want to explore these three concepts from most easy to explain to most difficult to explain and that's really a very intentional gradation from what should be understandable so i want to start off with truth truth is the most easy to explain uh disclaimer here i am functioning under what is referred to as the correspondence theory of truth but I want to push back on the way that truth has been handled in the past. Uh, there's a We talk about truth as though truth is the thing that is being communicated. I Again, I want to make the claim that the truth, good, and the true, the good, and the beautiful are inherent to the thing as opposed to something which is brought to the thing. So when I say truth, I'm not simply talking about communication. I'm talking about truth in and of the thing so truth is simply referring to what is truth is talking about the nature of the thing itself Um, and that's really just the easiest way to explain it is truth is truth is what is reality Uh, a truthful statement then is something which corresponds to reality. And that's what people have been kind of getting at for the past, you know, 2,500 years uh, when they're talking about what is truth. It is, uh, I believe Thomas Aquinas defines it in terms of when intellect and thing are in accordance with one another. And that's a paraphrase. Uh, Aristotle basically views it as when one says something about a thing that is not of the thing or when someone says something that is not of the thing which is of the thing that is a falsehood when someone says something which is of the thing which is of the thing and then when somebody says something that is not of the thing which is not of the thing that is truth so I want to make a very clear distinction between our conveyance of things which are true and truth itself. Truth is simply what is in accordance with reality. Uh, Which then moves on to the good. Now, goodness, I'm going to define in overly simplistic terms as that which ought. So truth is goodness ought. Um, you start fleshing things out in more practical terms. So, a rock is a rock 
because a rock is a rock. That is the truth of the matter. Um, and I know that that sounds a little oversimplified, but it is defined by its reality. Now, a rock is not a good rock if it barks. And so it's if a, if a rock is barking, that's not a good rock. It's not doing what it ought to do. And the same goes for a limb. You know, if I have a arm that is not working, I still have an arm, but it is not doing a good job at being an arm. And that's the, that's the rub of the factor. And uh, again, it, it's hard for people to hear that, especially when they're dealing with the fact that there are a lot of people who are disabled and there are a lot of people who are just having a rough go of it. And the fact is, is that that doesn't mean that they're not, they are not a good person or they're not good at being a person. They just got bits that aren't good at doing the things they got to do. Uh, this also applies to positions. So a king who is not doing a good job at being a king is still a true king. They're still truly being a king but they're not a good king. And then that goes into, there, there's a correlative principle between goodness and truth. So where goodness exceeds or excels, truth is more abundant. Uh, and I'm gonna go back to the king, uh, the king image. When a king is a good king, he is a more true king because he is acting more in line with the truth of the nature of a king. Uh, you can say the same thing of any other position. Pastor, father, wife, husband, uh, doctor. If you are a doctor who is not good at your job, but you are still a doctor, you are still a doctor. You just aren't a good doctor. But just because you are truly a doctor doesn't mean you are the most true doctor. Uh, if I'm hoping that that makes sense. So again, yeah, there's a correlative principle between these two particular ideas. And where truth excels, goodness will also excel. Where goodness excels, there will also be a correlative principle of more truth to the thing. So, a cold fire is not a good fire, a cold fire is not a true fire, a bad judge, or a, uh, a partial judge in terms of the law, though he is still a judge, he's not a good judge, and so he's not the most true judge. Now, this one then leads into the most difficult and most... I'd say complicated idea to explore, and that is what is beauty. And so the best that I've been able to come up with, because again, I want to steer away from the idea that beauty is found in the eye of the beholder. I don't want beauty to be seen as something which is only evoked in the person. Rather, beauty evokes a sense in a person and there's different senses that beauty uh, 
may evoke it may evoke uh, adoration it may evoke awe it may evoke wonder uh, all of these different admiration even all of the uh, all of the vowel words but those things are not beauty those things are the experience of those are the internal realities to the external reality which is beauty so beauty is the aesthetic expression of what is true and what is beautiful and this is not always necessarily a physical aesthetic it may be a practical aesthetic it may be the way it plays itself out effectively um so when a painting is painted in accordance to what that which is true and good that is a beautiful painting um we marvel at the fact that Leonardo da Vinci was able to use his hands with such dexterity to paint a picture which we assume to be such a beautiful and accurate representation of a woman we refer and the painting we refer to as Mona Lisa. Um, that is beautiful, but just as much as that is beautiful, we also look at a mother being maternal and go that is beautiful and we recognize that it is beautiful because the truth of a position the truthfulness of the position of mother is acting in a nurturing and kind manner and then when a mother is then truthfully acting in that manner that is a good mother she is good at being a mother which then evokes that understanding within the individual of that which is beautiful it is the acceptance and viewing of that which is true and good which is beautiful so again there's a subjective response to it but that subjective response is bound up in a person's comprehension of the truth of the thing. So I will go with a car as an analogy. When somebody sees a well-tuned vehicle, when someone sees a car that is good at being a car, it goes fast, it handles well, all of the above, there is a beauty to that thing. And that evokes that sense of admiration and awe in the individual because they're recognizing the truth and the goodness of the thing and the truth and the good combine in themselves to form and basically elaborate on the beautiful that which is true and that which is good is going to be beautiful the great-grandmother who is marred by the years but loves her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren and her own children. She may not be pleasing to the eye, but for some reason that is still beautiful, and that's because she is appealing 
to a higher form of beauty, which is the transcendent, which is the true and the good. In, this, in the same way, when we see certain things which are not always necessarily immediately striking to our eyes as beautiful, when we understand the truth to the thing, that is when we understand the beauty to it. That is when those feelings of beauty, of adoration, admiration, awe, that's when these things are evoked. We're not talking about, oh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder simply because beauty is subjective. No, the subjective element is when one comprehends the truth of the thing and when one recognizes the, when one recognizes the goodness of the thing. That is when beauty, the response to beauty is evoked. There is a subjective element, but it is not subjective upon the person to bring the beauty to the thing. Ah, and really, that's one of the reasons why we want to push back on modern art and all of the above, where it's more so about the experience of the thing as opposed to the thing itself. It's more so what you bring to the experience as opposed to the inherent meaning of the thing. Um, I, I could go on further, but I think I'll stop right there. Uh, I think for my next little uh, bit of this podcast, I would like to explore the ideas of kind of the transcendentals of modernity. So where the classical formulation is truth, goodness, and beauty. I want to go into, because I, I briefly mentioned it, and I want to offer a correction to my last podcast. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said as far as those three transcendentals were for modernity, but I want to clarify. Uh, I wanna, I'm, I'm not scripting any of this. I am just kind of going off the cuff, so if I forget something in the moment then I will attempt to clarify it either in the next one or in the editing process. But those three virtues of modernity would have to be um, perspective, autonomy, and appreciation, which perspective correlates to truth, autonomy uh, correlates to goodness, and then appreciation correlates to beauty. So it's and I, I, yeah, I, I think I'll just save the explanation of that for the next podcast. But I hope that this podcast gave you a little bit more food for thought, a little bit more of a, a little bit more grounds to flesh out your own philosophy on how to live your life. Um, and I hope that this podcast can give you a little bit more perspective on how to view reality like that again that's the whole point of this whole thing is to be able to flesh out a more hopeful way to live um, a more godly way to live really because again the this this is an exercise in hope and this is an exercise in godliness and this is a personal meditation so when you're viewing the world think about the true the good and the beautiful think about how a thing is truly the thing think about how the thing ought to be how it is as it ought to be or how it is and it needs to be more of what it ought to be and then really take time to appreciate those things which are as they ought to be 
Take time to appreciate the people in your life who are working to be as they ought to be. In any case, I will catch you guys next time. And if you have any messages or anything, I am still working on getting an email put together. Um, I believe there's a poll in the Spotify podcast area. So if you got any thoughts, feel free to comment. Uh, feel free to share this podcast with whoever you like. And uh, don't forget to follow if this has made your day a little bit brighter. Thank you.